0: What's up everyone and welcome to the weekly q&a for our first question elliot finn asks what's on everyone's minds where is kino is he safe is he all right
1: i thought it would be fun to do a little speculating on what we think happened to him after uh he announced that he couldn't swim and he broke the world's heart uh that that gutted me i hate it i hate it and i love it
0: thanks i hate it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good moment it's so powerful um He was left behind. Someone could have helped him. I know symbolically like they wanted him to stay behind. I get it for story purposes. Someone could have helped him. I'm sure Cassian and Melshi would have if they weren't like thrown over the side. Uh, But what do you think (laughs) happened to him?
0: So I will say I just listened to the round table interviews that you did with a bunch of other amazing podcasters. And one of the questions that came up was... Did they want to go with Andy Serkis like right off the bat? Mm -hmm. Did they write the character around him, which was no, not not true. But then they also asked if they were gonna, if they knew he wasn't going to be able to swim from the very beginning, and that just kind of came up naturally uh, within the writers' room. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, they're really testing us. I think that
1: was uh, Tatooine Sons that asked that question, and yeah, it was just they they were figuring out the story kind of as we did where. And our reaction, Molly goes like, what is the way out? Like, are they going to find a ship or what? And then it's like, oh, they're just going to swim away. So that was kind of them going, should there be a ship? What do we do? It's like, well, they just get back to the free air and I guess they swim. And then Mm -hmm. they go like, oh, what if Kino can't swim? Like, Whoever did that, uh, shame on you, but also good job. Like, It was very impactful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they talk about...
1: I think Bo Williman was the writer of this episode.
0: Such good work. Uh, they talk about how the theme of this episode is all about sacrifice Mm -hmm. and like he needed to sacrifice something big or like there needed to be a parallel of sacrifice for Kino specifically. Um, which I'm sure we'll go into a lot more in our stream tonight, but anyways, I think he's fine. I think he found some floaties and, uh, He's fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I think, I hope that he got out. I don't think we're ever going to know. I don't think we should, because I love the parallel of that sacrifice, which Luthen talks about, which Cassian eventually sacrifices himself for a sunrise he'll never get to see. Like, all of that writing worked together so beautifully. Uh, I kind of hope he goes back in and, like, just John Wick's the rest of the Imperials. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just takes over the prison and he lives there.
0: <laughs> it's my house now. Uh huh.
1: Like I, 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 I assumed the empire would come eventually. There is something interesting. Uh I, I threw out the idea that the the prison could be like Sky Strike Academy or the Colossus, like a ship that can land in water and stay there. And uh, Andy Serkis in an interview called it called Narquina Five a prison ship, or not the planet, but. He called their prison a prison ship. So maybe he goes back in and he's like, I can't swim, but I can fly. And he just takes off and (laughs) flies into the sunset.
0: I had a similar thought, but like when he says ship, I assume something like a submarine. So, Mm. like you said, he could go in and just take everyone with him. And like they cut all the power. And they mentioned like it will take months to come back on, blah blah blah. Oh yeah. Maybe there's a way to sink the whole thing. Oh
1: my gosh. No, I would like
0: sink it, sink it, <laughs> no, sink
1: it. fly it, fly it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he finds a way survive! to survive. He finds a way to get off like right at the end, maybe. Yeah. But he sees. He makes
1: it. a raft out of the orange rubber shoes. I'm sure they float, and then he gets to safety.
0: Yeah. Or he comes riding on shore on a giant water beast. I can't think of a good one right now. And he's got one of those poker uh, zappy sticks. A zap and he's stick. He's like, yeah, <laughs> take me to shore. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Something somehow, Kino Loy survived. Yeah. Uh, I will say, because I know people are making jokes about it, but no Snoke. He's not. No, there's no Snoke relation. Ever,
0: I mean, yeah, jokes are fine, but oh yeah, most
1: people are joking. But (laughs) come on, we are we still doing those (laughs) in the year twenty twenty
0: two? No. Yunners wants to know if the prison escape went as we expected.
1: Only in the sense that Cassian got out. (laughs) I think that was basically it. I was like, "There's gonna be a riot. They're going to escape." Um, I think that was the only thing I was right about.
0: (laughs) I think it went pretty much how i expected it to go the only thing i was expecting that didn't happen was for them to like steal the boots but then mm. there was a way around that because they used the water to short circuit the whole thing um and then i wasn't sure yeah how they were gonna get off in a way and that just turned out to be you jump and you swim yeah um but i like this question because it reminds me of the aldani job and that did not go how we expected at all. It was kind of messy, like they just like ran in there waving their guns around and stuff like that. Like this was a solid plan and they all worked together on like it it was it was well executed.
1: Right. I think the biggest thing I was wrong about was that Cassian was not, you know, in charge. I I kinda thought that the the last arc was about him learning to work with a team and now this one would be about him leading a team, and it kind of was. They did it in a better way than I would have done it. They mm-hmm. they did it in such a way that it was like he was inspiring Kino. Like, I love that moment when Kino is delivering the speech, and he's using Cassian's words, and he's looking Cassian in, in the eye as if he's like, this is how you inspired me to so this, like, train of inspiration. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Like, like, everything that I got wrong is fine because they did it way better (laughs) i think
0: and i think cassian is maybe he was the one i can't remember exactly but to tell melshi like don't worry about staying here go tell others go tell the others and he like goes to the other level or the other room and like switches the doors open and you know and that kind of Mm -hmm. trickles along the way to the others kind of like going and being like we're free let's go yeah and yeah that's great
1: i i love uh I can't remember his name, but the guy that runs in and just yells, one way out, fight! And everyone's like, what? <laughs> but then the elevator starts coming down, and they're like, yeah! yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, it was a little chaotic, I guess, but it had to be. And yeah, I, it, it was just an unguessable sequence of events, I think. And every surprise, I, I just loved it more and more. <laughs>
0: Before we move on, can you at least address me by my official title?
1: What is your official title?
0: Scottish lady, Molly Damon.
1: You're a Scottish lady since when?
0: Since I got this certificate from Established Titles.
1: Today's video is sponsored by Established Titles, which is a fun and novel way to preserve the natural woodlands of Scotland while helping global reforestation efforts. It's a project based on a historic Scottish custom where landowners are referred to as lairds, or lords and ladies in English. Through established titles, you can purchase souvenir plots of land in Scotland, which allows you to call yourself a lord or lady. Title packs give you at least one square foot of dedicated land with a unique plot number on a private estate in Eddleston, Scotland, and an official certificate with a crest. The first 200 people purchasing a title pack using our link will be within a few minutes of walking distance to Molly's plot of land. Depending on how many of you want to become a lord or lady, we could build our own little Star Wars Explained Kingdom. The best part is that a tree is planted for every single order and established titles works with global charities like One Tree Planted and Trees for Future to support global reforestation efforts. So you can help reforestation efforts, and you're allowed to call yourself a lord or a lady, even officially on your credit card or plane tickets or dating profiles. It makes for a great last-minute gift this holiday. Established Titles is actually running a massive Black Friday sale right now. Plus, if you use the code Star Wars Explained, you get an additional 10% off. Go to establishedtitles.com/starwarsexplained to get your gifts now and help support the channel.
0: Harrison Edgar wants to know if we think any of the acolytes cast will be alien or droid.
1: So we were shown nine uh, people who were officially part of the cast. And, you know, that is an interesting question just because a lot of people have been, I I think the main constructive piece of criticism I've seen for Andor is that the aliens are very relegated to the background. Like we, we saw some in episode 10, but just kind of as the camera went by them in the Coruscant underground, I think there are reasons to explain all of that. But, you know... I miss having more pulpy, goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that even if it's not one of those nine people, like, I don't think you cast Carrie Ann Moss and then uh, she's just like in a droid outfit. I, <laughs> I well, don't see that.
0: they did that for, with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and that turned out pretty great.
1: Oh, yeah, it, it can work. But Carrie Ann Moss is Trinity. Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that she will have a larger role um i don't know no no one in that made me think that they would be in some heavy prosthetics like you know they could always be a twi'lek or something where you still see their face to what have you i don't know <laughs> that's
0: what i was gonna say like more likely it will be a a very humanoid mm-hmm. species of alien if if it is gonna be one of the main cast um, just because I know, uh, what's the character's, Jason in, um, The Good Place.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, Manny Jacinto.
0: Yeah, just because I know him from The Good Place, he could make a funny droid, because he- Yeah, that's true. He's great with humor, but I would also like to see him in a, in a different
1: role. Uh, yeah, I, okay, I do think he would make a great comedic alien sidekick. But I also hope that he gets to stretch his dramatic chops a little bit, like love him in the good place, but he is the dumbest human being on the planet. <laughs> and so I, I want to see him not have to be like the butt of every joke.
0: <laughs> right. And I'm thinking of like shows like Obi-Wan, who also didn't really have a lot of alien characters, but they did have um, the Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. and
1: Grand Inquisitor, fifth brother, the fourth sister.
0: Yeah. Four Sister didn't have a lot to yeah, do she was barely but there. she did look great. Grand Inquisitor got a lot of flack for how he looked. <laughs> so I'm wondering if that is causing them to say, "You know what? Maybe we don't use the alien species that often," I which mean, would be a which would be tragic, but like it's possible. I
1: don't think so. Also, the Grand Inquisitor, I think in the end looked better than he took some getting used to, I admit, but um, I don't know, I, I would really like to see one of the main characters be an alien. I, I do think that would be really neat. I don't think they're gonna have um Darth Tenebris as one of the main characters. Might like be hard to do. as as a bith. Like <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, but I do think it would be neat to have kind of like Ahsoka, we're gonna have front and center, Ahsoka, yeah. Hera. Um, characters like that.
0: Even Plagueis would be really hard to do. Right. The, the long head.
1: I still wonder, because they have not depicted Plagueis in canon at all. I, I wonder if he's not going to be immune anymore, if they're going to change him up.
0: Oh.
1: I don't know. I, I'm open to it. I am too. I mean...
0: <laughs> it seems like long heads are hard to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love the Plagueis novel, but um, I do... I guess I'm just preparing myself for like, if they ever do Plagueis, I'm, I'm preparing for changes, but I don't know. There was no one in, in that list of nine that really jumped out of me where I'm like, that's a, that's a droid for sure. And you know, that did happen for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I kind of thought uh, Kumail Nanjiani would be a, a fun, wacky droid sidekick. Mm-hmm. And he was instead a, a fun, wacky, <laughs> pretend jedi sidekick. Yeah. So yeah. it's
0: it's hard to figure out because like usually there'll be someone who's just like a huge person and you're like oh they'll probably be like a like a fighter or a bounty hunter or like an alien species that's supposed to be huge but they all are like pretty average in size. I don't know about Daphne King cuz I see her as young in my mind but right. I know she's older now. I haven't seen her in anything besides Logan. So,
1: So, yeah, we both of us are the same way where it's like, yeah, she's 11 forever. <laughs> and, sure. and she's going to pop up in this show and we'll be like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I would love to see her as like her and Carrie Ann Moss, I would love to see as Sith or as dark side leaning. I mean, she's got the
1: intensity for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Amanda Stenberg and Lee Chung Jay are the two main characters of this series so do you think they're going to be darksiders or do you think they will be the jedi master slash former padawan
0: i guess i assumed it was going to be jedi and master former padawan kind of relationship because they're the two i guess top build right leading cast members but i don't know it, it could go either way, really, with, with the amount of people that they've presented.
1: Yeah, I guess I was under the impression with what they had said previously of this being a very dark side centric story that we would be like our main characters would be Sith or dark side users or something. Um, they've, they've related the word acolyte specifically to the Sith and the dark side in interviews before. But now with that added plot details of a former Padawan rejoining their master to solve crimes uh which I love that now I'm kind of like oh maybe that's the focus
0: do you think it's a former master as well because they don't necessarily specify that in the blurb
1: um I guess I thought it was a current existing Jedi master Having to team up with the Padawan that left. Right. I think that would be a fun dynamic of them maybe butting heads. Maybe the Padawan left and is the Acolyte. That's I what it. I was going to
0: say. Like, she could be a character that, yeah, was a Padawan and left for a specific reason, maybe involving the mm-hmm. dark side.
1: It's fun to speculate on something that's two years away. <laughs> But I'm I'm glad it's in production. I've been psyched about the Acolyte uh, since they announced it. Uh, it Just sounds so different. Uh, Sounds like another step beyond Andor, where Andor is like, yeah, we're focusing on kind of the background characters of Star Wars, but it's still in a familiar era. Now it's like, we're going to stick with like the Jedi and kind of the the bigger good evil conflict, but it's in a completely new era for most people. And I'm really excited for that.
0: Caleb Murphy asks if we think art is inherently political or should the more pulpy side of Star Wars keep away from that?
1: Uh, they're basically talking about the politics of Andor and we have leaned pretty heavily into talking about those politics in our coverage because you have to. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what the show is about. Um, is that always appropriate for Star Wars? Should it lean in and out? I mean, I, I think that all art is inherently political political in some ways some are definitely more and or leans into it harder than star wars a new hope but star wars a new hope is still very political
0: yeah i don't think it has to be and since we're talking about star wars specifically yeah i think most of star wars like the big broad strokes of it is inherently political but not every fantasy sci-fi story has to
1: be I guess I think that just saying political it doesn't necessarily mean um, doing metaphors and parallels for the real world, but you know your identity gets put into anything you create, no matter what. And so I I, I think that your identity and the beliefs you hold that is politics of a sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that that's kind of what I'm getting at is that it's impossible sometimes to separate the creator from the creation. Um,
0: yeah, people hear the word politics and, you know, your mind automatically goes to the the more broad sense of the right. word. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it can be interpreted in different ways.
1: I think what what I more mean is that I create something and it, it's impossible for my worldview to not be a part of it, even if it's like the, <laughs> the silly drawings that we make for uh, our live stream after shows. And they are art definitely. Um, in
0: its purest form. Yeah. <laughs> on dry erase boards.
1: So, you know, I, I think that Star Wars, to keep it there, will occasionally lean in and out. Like I said, A New Hope is very political. Uh, it's commenting on the Vietnam War. It's criticizing America. It's about President Nixon. And then later, uh, you know, we had New Gingrich, I mean, Gunray, running the Trade Federation. Like, I think George Lucas's movies uh, have obviously always been political, but, you know, he was trying to deliver those messages to a younger audience. Mm -hmm. So he was more about using archetypes of good and evil, and this is kind of what fascism looks like. So when you grow up, maybe you'll be like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. Yeah. Andor is more on the nose. And, I mean, I I think there's absolutely a place for that too. I've been loving and or so much
0: (laughs) yeah something else that came up in the roundtable discussion which will be up on the channel uh ours
1: ours will be up on monday and tuesday but you can find them on uh octo radio triad of the force uh, pink milk that gay jedi a lot a lot of people have already posted theirs i think
0: (laughs) yeah um but it came up about the line between vel and sinta that like Cinta tells Vel that I'm like a mirror. I show you what you want to see or need to see. And I think that's a great way to to sum up this show. Like, the show is showing us something that we need to see right now and need to connect to real-world happenings.
1: Yeah. I, I do think that the pulpier Star Wars gets, the the more it leans away from it, being so directly, like... Look at this thing. We are we are criticizing capitalism, corporations, the prison system, all in one scene. Like <laughs> the the way that they do that is amazing. But I, I think that the Young Jedi Adventures, when it comes out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is gonna be less political. Like <laughs> yeah. it's still it'll gonna be... have those archetypes of good and evil.
0: Yes, it'll be more about growing up. And the trials and tribulations of that and, you know, everything that comes along with it.
1: Right. I don't think there's going to be a prison euthanasia in in the Young Jedi Adventures. Nor I should there hope, I be. I hope
0: not. <laughs> Mr. J.D. Rice asks, our thoughts on the potential Indiana Jones series?
1: Yeah, so if you missed that variety, I think put out an article that Disney is talking about doing an indiana jones disney plus series which talking about could mean anything like again it's not a lucasfilm official announcement it feels like another one of those things that someone heard and now Variety's is reporting on it and lucasfilm's like we have not set anything in stone and now people are going to be mad if it doesn't happen so i guess that's the start of my answer that i'm like okay i'll we, i'll believe it when i see it
0: mm-hmm. i mean so indie five is that confirmed to be Harrison Ford's last indie movie.
1: I believe he has said that he is done with Indiana Jones after Indy 5. He said he was done with Han Solo after The Force Awakens as well. He but came he's, back, yeah.
0: he's getting, you know.
1: He's getting up there.
0: He's getting up there in yeah. age. I think this it's fair to say this is probably his last indie movie. I,
1: I think, yeah, I think I believe him.
0: <laughs> Which leads me to believe that they're already planning on how do we continue the legacy of indiana jones and the idea of a disney plus show just makes sense for their angle right now
1: right um i you know i i don't really want to recast i would give it a shot if they did uh i would be more into them rebooting like the young indiana jones chronicles adventures i forget what it was called but uh something like that i'd be I, I think that'd be fun
0: that makes the most sense to me to try and bring a younger generation into the world of indiana jones
1: yeah like i i remember a long time ago when they were kind of first talking about the lucasfilm story group and they mentioned of course star wars but then they also said and our other franchises like indiana jones and i was like oh are they going to start doing indie books and comics again Uh, Which I never really got into them growing up. I read a few, but I was kind of like into the idea of getting to do that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think the young idea would be fun. I've also seen people throwing around uh, Kihi Kwan, just taking over the mantle and just making it about, I I don't know that you call him short round anymore. (laughs) Uh, He might be tall round, but... (laughs) And he's not round. <laughs> I
0: think they should still call him short round, but everybody's like, Why why are we calling you that?
1: <laughs> uh, but after seeing him in everything everywhere all at once, you know, he he knows how to handle a whip. He was using that fanny pack like oh, a weapon. Yeah. So I oh. I could see him in an action role.
0: I would love that.
1: I think that'd be really, really fun uh to have him come back and center around him and he's still treasure hunting or whatever.
0: And if we get a Harrison Ford cameo, I mean
1: Right. wouldn't Which, be the end of the world. The story of them uh meeting up again, I now I can't remember it what uh awards ceremony that was, but that he was like approaching Harrison Ford. I think he said he was in his green room and someone popped in and said Harrison Ford's right outside if you want to say hi. Oh. And he was like Is he gonna remember me? Like he, they hadn't seen each other since 1983 or four, and he was like, "Hi!" And he, he's like, Harrison just pointed at me and went, "You're short round." Like he recognized (laughs) him immediately. And then there's that picture of them hugging, and it's so adorable. And
0: I mean, he didn't remember his name. (laughs) I mean, he,
1: yeah, maybe not, but. (laughs) But but yeah, I I, the 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 way Key, Key tells the story. Uh, Is very heartwarming. And maybe I missed some details, but I I was like tearing up reading about that. It was very sweet.
0: That feels like Harrison Ford seeing Daisy Ridley somewhere and saying, Hey, you're that new Jedi.
1: (laughs) You're that Ray girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he just points to Adam Driver like, You're my son, right?
0: (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I don't don't see the resemblance, but. (laughs) The YouTube questions, Matt Thornton wants to know if starships have rear view mirrors.
1: So the context for this question is Yaddle following Dooku to the Works District in Tales of the Jedi. And it's like, did he not know he was being followed? Did he not look behind him? And I was like, you know what? I, I just feel like all the traffic laws on Coruscant are absolute chaos. So I'm going to say I don't remember seeing any rear view mirrors or side view mirrors on any speeder.
0: Well, I assume because it's it's meant to be like a very futuristic technology that there are cameras instead of mirrors. So That's true. A lot of new cars have backup cameras and cameras that show you like a 360 view of your vehicle. Spoiled. We are so spoiled. Um, so I assume there's something like that, but maybe not everyone has it on all the time. So like it's only on when you're backing up. I know. I know, Hilo.
1: What are you barking about?
0: He's, not get- He's just
1: staring into my soul. He's
0: not getting enough attention. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about cameras, but that makes complete sense. Um, I, I just think that Dooku was probably too focused on what he was doing. He was preoccupied. He probably didn't think anyone was following him, and why would they? Uh, or maybe he knew. And he was maybe he wanted Yaddle to like see and maybe give him that chance to go back. Maybe he was unsure in that moment, and he's like, "Oh, maybe Yaddle can help." But then it came down to him not going that direction. So Mm. I don't know. But but Coruscant just looks chaotic. I don't know how you would drive in that city. I don't know why there aren't wrecks constantly.
0: Yeah, it seems hard to grasp the idea of like the all the levels of traffic but we do know now that there are expressways. but who knows how those work either
1: right like it seems like there are definitely lanes of traffic throughout Coruscant but then Dooku just is going off to the works district and he was he just off-roading well, we, for lack of a better term or? we
0: know from Attack of the Clones that the Jedi just throw caution to the wind when it comes to coming in and out of traffic
1: (laughs) that's true i you know i say the traffic looks chaotic but my biggest uh anchor point for that is anakin flying around in attack of the clones and we saw that doug yelling about the these stinking jedi like he they probably i bet that's why traffic is chaotic it's the jedi's fault everyone else every other normal citizen is great
0: it's like us And, like, if a a person on a motorcycle is, like, zipping through Uh really quickly through all the lanes of an expressway, and we're like, yeah, oh, you. (laughs) Matthew Kelly asks what we think we'll see in the final two episodes of Andor.
1: Just do a a quick couple predictions, I guess. I mean, we're definitely going back to Ferex. We're going to see them rioting (laughs) against uh, the Empire, so we're not done with riots.
0: Oh yeah, the the Ferrix uprising, I think, is inevitable. And um, something to do with Mon Mothma and maybe her daughter.
1: Okay, what what do you think she's gonna do with that? That's a good prediction. Mon Mothma? Uh huh. Or will, her will she make the introduction or not?
0: I, um, I don't know. Cause like I have it in my mind that somehow the daughter does end up in a, an arranged marriage and she's okay with it, which is sad, but it just feels like everything in Mount Mothma's life is meant to be sad. And that's why she inevitably is like alone and off leading the rebellion.
1: I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't, I hope she doesn't go through with that. She needs money. And Luthen has a lot of it, so I'm kind of wondering, and and Vel knows too. Vel knows that she needs money, so maybe they'll get the loan from Luthen or Vel or something.
0: Or a combination of the two, because yeah, we don't know what Vel's planning on doing when she's headed back home, but we do know she's rich.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that that will make Mon very happy either having to go to Luthan and getting more and more tied up with him. But I do think he's an asset, but he's been so cagey with like, I get, I think Mon is the only person that knows he did Aldani and he didn't say that, but she's like, it was you. Mm -hmm. So she's probably like, I know you have a hundred million credits lying around. Can I have 400,000 please?
0: (laughs) Pretty please.
1: Um, as for other characters, B2 Emo is going to live a long and happy life. He's going to get a new battery that holds a charge better. That's my prediction. Nothing bad will happen to B2 Emo. I will say that loud and proud.
0: No. It can't happen. They can't do it to or us. Or
1: I will stop watching the show.
0: <laughs> we will riot.
1: <laughs> if he's if One something happened out. to him, you do a quick reshoot, Tony Gilroy. <laughs> you fix that. <laughs>
0: Read the room. We need him. <laughs>
1: yeah. That, I mean, it would follow the pattern. Like, look at Nimic. You like Nimic? Oh, he's dead now. <laughs> hey, look at this Kino Loy guy. You didn't like him at first, but now you do. Ah, he's stuck. Like, he, he just keeps introducing characters and then taking them away.
0: He's a droid, though. Like, if he gets hurt, he, he can recover.
1: That's true, but it doesn't mean I want to see it happen.
0: Yeah. MC Lego Boy wants to know if any characters in Star Wars have been overexplored. The Skywalker's. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, I do think that you know we've had a lot of Darth Vader stories. Some of them really work, like Charles Soule's comic run. Uh, some of them, like the was it Dark Visions? I wasn't really into that comic series. That. That's kind of where I think it, it, as long as there's a reason you're going into this character, um, then go for it again. Like, I think every comic series, except for Dark Visions, has surprised me with how much I enjoyed it and how much they still had to say about Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that, you know, we, we may never be done exploring Darth Vader, but I still think there are chances for stories to surprise me so I don't want to be like I'm done with Vader like no more Vader right you can still do it but as long as there's a good reason for it
0: yeah and like I think there's still room to explore the Skywalker the time in which we know the Skywalker saga is but just you know Luke Anakin slash Vader we've gotten a lot of stories of them but there are still gaps that we could potentially fill. Another character that comes to mind is Ahsoka, and I think we're kind of, we're not there yet, but we're headed in the direction of over-exploring her life.
1: That's more the, like, I don't know that we needed the Tales of the Jedi shorts about Ahsoka. I know a lot of people love them, but I didn't feel like I learned a whole lot about her. I think I understand why she was in them for more of a business point of view, but, like, I got so much more out of the Dooku stories.
0: Mm -hmm. I think we needed to see how she got back involved with someone like Bale.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's good for people who haven't been reading the books and stuff to know that. So that's, like, I understand why, but it's more just, like, Ahsoka is in so many things. Like... Yeah, she obviously she's in the Clone Wars and then it's like, oh, she's also in Rebels. Uh if Star Wars Resistance kept going, I wouldn't be surprised if she popped up there.
0: Uh Mandalorian.
1: She's in the Mandalorian and she like I'm still I'm I'm very excited for the Ahsoka series, but she is someone that it's like she's in a lot mm-hmm. and like spanning so many years, which just seems like a little strange to me. Yeah. <laughs> um like I will say for Luke though I wouldn't mind having some more Luke Skywalker books. Like he was very heavily explored in legends obviously, but now I feel like it's much more of a mystery. So I'm I'm ready for some some more Luke books like Shadow of the Sith.
0: Yeah, Shadow of the Sith was a really good one because of the time period in which it took place and it was great to read about him and Lando and those characters that we know pretty well already, but in a time period that we haven't explored much.
1: Yeah. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below, or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.
1: And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.